is never the underdog. Yes, sir. He's never the underdog. Yes, sir. What's up, Duke fans? Welcome to the Devil's Den podcast. I'm your host, Josh Smith, joined by my co-host, Raul and Shu. Um, we just got done watching CTC, so we're recording this at about 1045 the night of. Um, just wanted to give some kind of overall takeaways and thoughts as the season gets ready to head in. Um, I guess we'll kind of jump right in. I know we talked a little bit last week about uh, player intros and kind of things that we liked in the past. And so we had some pretty unique ones. Um, I didn't get to see all of them. Uh, Shu, which one, from your opinion, kind of stood out in terms of like choreographed or the music, song choice? What'd you like? Well, just to start off, I got a shout out to uh, to to Jay. Uh, he said that only one guy he thought, you know, we set the over under on one for Drake songs. There, the first one was actually Flip. He came out to nonstop. Um, I think it was Kale came out to Hotline Bling. So there was two of them. Yeah. But the one that. the the one that that kind of stood out to me, uh Jaden Shoot came out to the shots, shots, shots. Yeah, shots. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I was like, okay, I like that because obviously we play that after, you know, hitting a couple threes or whatnot. And hopefully mm-hmm. Jaden's gonna have that uh playing over the uh the PA a couple times this year. But Tonight, not so much. Did you catch what Grannison came out to? The the music sound back was not great on my end, but I could tell he was doing some kind of dance. What was he? I what didn't was write Did down it? his. I didn't actually jot his down. I, can't I have to go back and look at that. I I'm know um, Christian Reeves came out. You saw the mask that he had on. So he was playing Future um, and, you know, obviously mask off. Um, but I know there was one that Raul had hit us up, uh, his favorite one. <laughs> yeah. Everybody knows this. Uh, yeah, it's got to be Stanley Borden um, doing Careless Whisper by George Michael. Um, he even had like the trench coat on. <laughs> just perfect. And his sax playing is good too, man. It was assume, pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, I, I used to play sax actually back in uh, high school and middle school. So big surprise, right? Door <laughs> <me>. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, really solid. No, that was like really, you know, I don't, we haven't had anybody come do like a, almost like a talent show, you know? Well, and like, he nailed it too. That's yeah. the persona of it. He comes up, he's quiet in the crowd. He's like, no, seriously, like, shut up. Like, I'm about to, I'm about to hit you with something. About right to quick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was cool. Um, obviously, I guess the, the main story before the game even started is we found out that Whitehead wasn't going to play. We knew that he's still recovering. Um, Lively also set out this game listening to Shire talk after the press conference, it was clearly just precautionary, just dealing with some calf strain, some cramping type stuff. Hopefully it's not lingering. Um, you know, that's frustrating as a fan because it seems like this stuff always happens to us. The, the top two players in the class are injured and not playing. Uh, but at the same time, you know, the, the game is pointless to begin with. There's really no reason to play it other than just kind of excitement. So I'm not too concerned about that. Um Obviously, just seeing them kind of dance around and jump around, they look pretty fine. I don't know if y'all have anything additional from that, but at least wanted to get that out there. It does sound like Whitehead will take a little bit longer than Lively. Lively sounds like purely precautionary. Yep. Um, and I don't know if, did you guys catch John got a little dancing in tonight? Uh, mm-hmm. So, you know, just the, obviously you could tell something news in the air. Um, yeah, you won't see Kay doing that. <laughs> Yeah, and that's, you know, it was 
It not wasn't, with those two repaired hips, at least. No, definitely not. But it wasn't as <laughs> weird to me as I thought it might have been, stage. like, mm-hmm. coming out. Like, I was kind of no. preparing myself for this. It's like the first time John comes out, but it just seemed, like, supernatural and just, like, very, like, I don't know. It, it didn't seem as, like, monumental different as I, I kind of thought it was. I'm curious, did y'all have any kind of initial reactions to just seeing John? Or by this point, has it just kind of set in? Yeah, I think it'll be weirder when I see the first game, you know, um, see the rotations and adjustments and just him standing there on the sideline. But in the context of this, it wasn't weird to me at all. One thing I kind of did want to ask you guys, though, so Roach's kind of intro at the end, everybody huddles around him, you know, then they all run over together, jump up on the tables on the side there. Is that like typical in any way? I couldn't remember from past CTCs if, if captains have kind of gathered the team around that way, but I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah, I feel like that's normally how they kind okay. of end it, you know. I, I remember two for sure. Quinn right. did something like that where yeah. he gathered them yeah, all around yeah, okay, and pointed now, up at the banners. Say that, yeah. And I think Grayson did the same thing in 18 where right. he comes out to like every time we touch or yeah. whatever, and he kind of had everybody come over with him. Um, that makes those sense. Those are the only two I can really remember, but those are also the last times I think we only had two captains, so... Right, so or just I, like one captain, but can I? And this might be blasphemous to a lot of Duke fans, but that's the only thing that I don't want to carry over is that every time we talk, I don't know, I just that's not my. <laughs> yeah, it's a little cringy. Not sure. <laughs> my thing there. Every time I'm in the game in the stadium and it comes on, I'm just like I'm the one guy just sitting there. I'm gonna put my head down and look at my phone for a minute. Also, before we jump into the, uh, just wanted to shout out the uh, the ninth wonder kicks that that uh, he he gave out to the squad. I noticed that uh, Mitchell and and both Jaden were wearing them tonight. I love those shoes too. Yeah, cool. I like the, the the unveil they did uh, a couple of days ago. Was, I was watching that too. They definitely look nice. Um, I'm a fan of kind of like the low top anyway, so that's you know. But uh, well. Let's see. So I think the white team and uh, white team came out just talking about the starters briefly. So white team had um, Tyrese Proctor, Jaden Shute, Kel Catchings, Martin Mitchell and Ryan Young, I believe. Blue team started Jeremy Roach, Jalen Blakes, um, Grandison Flip and Reeves to round it out. So a little bit of kind of a not super great fits there. And, and we'll talk about that. Um but just in terms of the two teams, anything that kind of stood stood out to y'all and just kind of how they were kind of made up, what decision went into this, it seemed somewhat random to me and how they split it up. I don't know if y'all caught anything that I didn't in that regard. Yeah, for a bit, I thought uh, the white team was going to run away with it, um, with the way they started. And I was kind of feeling a little bit bad for Roach uh, just because of the sort of the fit of the players around him. Um you know, he he had the he had the kind of more traditional two big lineup to work with for one thing. Um yeah, and it just they did they, they didn't have any flow, but then they really got it going. Yeah, I mean, I think to me it was like one of the best plays of the game was probably the first play of the game when like Proctor comes off and he hits that nice little bounce pass to Mark Mitchell. Um Really, to me, I was just really impressed with Proctor in general. Bucket. Yeah, but yeah. before we get into some of the player takeaway stuff, just talk. Let's talk a little bit, just kind of about style of play. Um, it seemed really similar to just how we've seen Duke play in the past, in my opinion. I mean, just the motion offense, the way we were kind of cutting in and out. Um, one of the big things that I kind of noticed, and I've I've started seeing that in the scrimmages that they showed over the summer, uh, the ball move is pretty quick. 
Um, there's not a whole lot of like ISO wasted dribblings. You saw a little bit of that, but it was pretty intentional about how guys were either kind of catching it, making their move to get to a spot or immediately getting it out. Um, I, I don't know if, if y'all saw anything different or just kind of what stood out to you in terms of style of play. Obviously, it's 15 minutes. Did you see anything that separated Shire from Kay in that? Not really. I mean, I feel like the like like you said, the ball movement was what really jumped out to me. Like we weren't making shots, especially at first. Um, and then later as the game went on, I think they loosened up a little bit, especially the blue team, and started knocking down a few threes. But the passing is is really good. Um Filipowski, you know, he he didn't look amazing offensively, but he had some really nice kick ahead kind of transition or passes. Um, he had a couple kind of like where he had one where he caught it in the post and like immediately swung it to the right corner and then it kind of swung around and Blake's ended up with an open three at the top of the key and he missed it, but so really good ball movement overall. Um, Roach was finding Reeves over and over again. Proctor had some beautiful passes too. Um, yeah, so. I mean, there were a few missed passes. I was a little frustrated with Roach. I think there was like one of the first plays of the game where he clearly had uh, Reeves open for a lob. And maybe it's just his height and who was guarding him. But he took like a one of the patented Roach runners that has no chance of going in, you know, that we hated from last year. But yeah, anyway. Yeah, I mean, same as you guys said. I, I like that it didn't seem like the ball stuck in anybody's hands. Uh the, the several, you know, kind of few ISOs were mainly like late shot clock things. I think, uh, Roach stopped Mark Mitchell on two occasions. I know, but I know one of them was, was on a, a late shot clock. Um, so yeah, just like you guys kind of hit it on the, you know, that's what John said in the media day. They want to, they want to play fast and they want to, they want to spread the ball around. Yeah. I thought one thing that I was really looking at, um, that I was, uh, Probably what makes me feel the best about coming away from this is I was really kind of looking at pick and roll on both sides. Um, and we did see a lot of pick and roll, especially with Proctor and Roach. Um, what I liked the most is that we didn't go away from it, that we continued to just kind of set that. But also there was I was pretty impressed for this early in the season of the off ball movement during pick and rolls. So it wasn't just like Roach calling for a pick and no one else doing anything. There was still plenty of movement. Um, I also like the diversity in who was screening. We saw Grandison being the screen guy. We saw Flip coming up and popping or rolling. We saw Reeves doing a lot of great actions off rolls. Um, so I really like that. That's a great way that you can get everyone involved. You know, it's kind of an old school mentality to think that the big man always has to set the screen. But like if you I watch a lot of NBA, like Curry can set great screens, right? Mm -hmm. And then it frees him up for all these awesome actions. Um, I think I think Atlanta's been talking about trying to get Trey Young to do a little bit more of that. It mm -hmm. seems counterintuitive, but it's a great way to get guys open. Uh, so seeing Grandison setting screens up top two, I think that that excites me. That tells me John's really getting in there and trying to make things um, open up and, and get everyone involved. I don't know if y'all caught on to that a whole lot, but that was something I picked up on. And then I also thought our defense on the pick and roll looked a lot better. Right. Um, sometimes Proctor was able to get in the lane and I'll talk, we'll talk about him kind of separately, but you know, we were able to rotate, we were able to collapse, we were trapping. Um, we did, we did some kind of some hedging, but it wasn't like, um, detrimental that I was able to really notice. Um, I, I'm curious how kind of, 
pass it off to y'all just regarding the pick and roll. Were you looking for that? Did you see anything that kind of got you a little bit excited? I know, Roel, we've talked about that a lot. but Yeah, I think the biggest ones for me were actually the two Filipowski pick and pops. I really liked those. I think he missed both because the only three he made was actually a corner three, you know, on like a swing pass or something. Um, but just the fluidity of that action was really appealing to me. And then on the other side, you had, uh, you know, Proctor. Uh, for me, I think I'm jumping ahead in our outline here, but uh, the play of the game was when Proctor kind of came around that screen, sort of splits the, it wasn't really a double team. It was kind of a loose double team. Does uh, his in and out dribble, which he seems to have down pat and gets to the rim. So yeah, I really like that. Those were the pick and roll possessions that kind of stood out to me. Yeah, Jeremy kind of came over the top, mm-hmm. so he he got going downhill on on flip actually, uh, and yeah. just gave him a little bit of that head head nut, you know nod to the, like I'm going right, and then you like you right. said in and out move to the left and scoop finish. Um, it's like that, almost it's almost the sham god move, but it's right. not quite because it's yeah. not out quite as far. But yeah, I like it. Yeah. And it really gives us some diversity in how we can run the pick and roll. So we saw a lot of times. Um, guys either diving hard to the rim reeves mitchell was doing a lot of cutting but also sometimes those same guys would flare out to open the lane and that's why i really like guys like grandison being able to set screens filipowski because they offer that like they can they can dive you got to go get them or if they flare out it really gives you a lot of a lot of freedom as the ball handler um i wanted to come i wanted to come back to the uh defense actually because you had mentioned that Mm -hmm. I was actually pretty impressed with the at the rim defense. Like there was, there were a couple defensive problems specifically with Filipowski closing out to three point shooters where he fouled two separate times, but he was also kind of forced into playing the four. And I don't really think that's what he should be doing, um, which is a separate issue. But in terms of when our big men were able to get back to the rim, the rim defense was really solid. Like there was a bunch of bunnies missed, but I don't think it was just players missing shots because every time there was a big in good position with his hands up. Uh, Reeves, uh, Reeves, really Reeves yeah. yeah, Reeves blocks shoot what shoot twice, twice, right? Yeah, in like thirty seconds. Yeah, I mean, shoot went for the play of the game. Just Reeves oh yeah, yeah, he it. went for the hammer. He hey, did. I, I give him that. Props but to the, that. He, yeah, the interior defense was really good, and also like um, Shire had mentioned at, at media day. Uh, I think we only really ran like two or three post-ups and like yeah. all of them were for Ryan Young. Filipowski yeah. mm-hmm. had one early on where he kind of caught and tried right. to spin into the lane. But most of it, there was hardly anything designed as like, hey, set this dude a down screen so he can come over here and just post up. Right. Like that was not the offense. Um, yeah, so let's, you mentioned Proctor. I guess we'll start with him. That was kind of like, I think I said it. She also mentioned it as the guy that we thought was going to be kind of the biggest surprise. I won't spoil kind of the that now. I don't think I would put him there yet, but he'd be 1B for me, just in terms of what he was doing. Um, for me, the things that I saw that stood out is like his IQ in the pick and roll is obviously like really high. Even when he didn't get into the action, like if you watch him, you could see him probing, right? He was using that jab step. He was using that hesitation to really kind of probe and figure out if he can get into the lane. This guy's only been on campus for like what a month and a half, two months. Like that to me just oozed potential. Um, so and having him and Jeremy together, that's gonna be fun. That's what I'm ready to see. When you have two guys that can do that, uh, that 
probably to me was still one of the most surprising, not maybe surprising, but it was the most kind of validating thing that I'm super high on Proctor anyway. Um, I didn't see anything here that made me feel any different about him. If anything, I left kind of being higher on him than I already was. I, I don't know. I'll send it to you, Shu. Kind of what did you see for Proctor? What stood out in terms of his game? Um, did you like what you saw? I mean, obviously, how could you not? Uh, I think there was a couple shots that um, he used that kind of in and out dribble to get a little mid range that he missed. That I think, I think you know from the reports that he's pretty good at. So I, I'd imagine he's going to knock some of those down. Uh, but like you said, the poise um, in the in the pick and roll, and that it's he doesn't have to hit you with the pass like right away. He can wait a second because he doesn't he doesn't like rush anything through it. Right, he lets the whole play develop. So. It, it might take an extra second. This defender gets out of the way, and then all of a sudden he's slapping a, a pass across the lane for for Ryan Young for an easy layup or something. So um, definitely, I think he was our our pick for the surprise. Um, what about you, Raul? Yeah, to me, he was like the only guy out there that looked like an NBA player, if that makes yeah. sense. Like just that in and out move, you you rarely see that from college players at all, let alone freshmen. And um, the change and, of speed too. Yeah, like, really good at that. That's Chris Paul, like, right? Change of speed. Yeah, just like everything he was doing, even if it didn't result in a made basket, the process of it was right. You know what I mean? Like he, there's one point when he comes around a screen and slings like a cross court pass to shoot in the corner, who misses the shot. But that was like that was an NBA pass to me. That was like you're on the dribble, you pick it up with your other hand and just bullet this pass at the corner, like right on the money to your best shooter, too. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, so stuff like that, where it's like watching something like this, I try to watch the the process rather than the results. And yeah. I really liked what I saw out of him in that regard. Yeah. And he could have easily had more assists, right? Because right, exactly. he had another one to shoot where I thought. He was going to hit the roll guy um, mm -hmm. and he was open and I was looking for it, but he waits to shoot, come back around and he just drops it right back off to him. He misses that shot. He had another one where he does hit the roll man after a little bit later, Ryan Young, perfect pass right at the rim. He just misses the bunny. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he could have. I think Reeves bothered that one. Yeah. Reeves was doing it that all night. That's probably the next guy we should talk about. Yeah. Well, but, that's um, the surprise. The actual surprise. That right? is the biggest surprise. Yeah. Reeves looks like a freaking lottery pick tonight. You know, like if you isolated this and redshirt, <laughs> right. dude, put your name in the draft. Like that, he was everywhere. I don't see. I, I'm, I would be curious, and this is nothing against Lively, but like watching that, like what is Lively doing that Reeves didn't do? tonight right. other than maybe the potential to stretch the floor but we still haven't really seen that too much from lively but reese was everywhere i mean running the floor playing super hard he had what three or four blocks i don't know how much he got counted but three right. or four blocks um finishing at the rim hitting free throws and if, if that's our three for three big, for free throws and he's gonna stick around for a while i mean that yeah. looks like yeah. a perfect kind of just shot blocking rim running five i'm, I'm i'll toss that out to you but Nothing but, you know, superlatives on my end. Yeah, like what you said, what is Lively doing that makes him ranked 80 spots higher? Like, because isn't their skill set pretty pretty similar? Runs the floor well, very athletic, block shots, good hands in the pick and roll, good finisher. Uh, again, like you said, I think the only separator there is the three-point shot, but Reeves' mechanics don't look broken at all based on his free throws. Right. You know, I mean, I'm kind of like looking at him and being like, is he only redshirting simply because of our big man depth? 
is that all it is? Because to me, he looks yeah. more ready to play than some bigs we've had before, like Marshall Plumley coming in as a freshman. Yeah, and it's just, it's honestly just kind of like, it seems like the term redshirt is just so outdated now with the way that, ever, you know, you have the one-time transfer. It's very rare for guys to stay at one school for five years, much less a, a program like Duke. Um, but the skill set he has, I mean, it might not be this year, but I would think by another year in the strength and conditioning, going up against Lively and flipping these guys every day in practice, I mean, you got to think at least by by next year or by junior year, this is a guy that could really play a solid role for us. Um, I don't see why he wouldn't if he continues to show that. Now, obviously, this is a scrimmage. Obviously, you can't really extrapolate this to anything else, but the skill set's there. He didn't look as raw as I was expecting him to be. Yeah, for sure. Um, especially instinctively. That's kind of what you look for in these, right? Like, what do the instincts look like? Um, and it, the game didn't seem too fast for him, where it kind of did a little bit for Filipowski at times, right? The game, he kind of got sped up a little bit. Um, and that's a tough, tough night for him, having Mark Mitchell guard you kind of all night, right? So that's not going to be the best matchup. Um, but... Uh, I guess the next player we should probably highlight was the leading scorer. So, shoot, you called this. Uh, Jeremy Roach kind of started out a little kind of sluggish, a little slow. Y'all mentioned the um, he had the two kind of like pull-ups in the lane that didn't go. Then dude just catches fire. I think he hits like three straight threes. The one was just a heat check, dude in his face, just drained it. If Roach can do that, I think that's the Roach that we've kind of really been hyped up on. Um, really looking forward to see. So just thoughts on our captain, our junior starting point guard coming back. What did you see? What were your takeaways? How high are we on Roach? Yeah, I mean, I think to, to start the game, I think he was kind of being the point guard, like looking to get everybody else kind of to go in first and not really hunting his shot. Um, he did take a couple of them, but he wasn't pressing anything, right? So... Um, but then kind of down the stretch, like, all right, it's time to, you know, to wrap this thing, to be the closer and wrap it up. And like you said, got high, hit a couple threes and uh, really separated the, the, I think the score was 20 to 15 with about six minutes left. And then all of a sudden they just, you know, took off and scored 21 more points over the next six minutes. And they had the entire first half or game, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. I mean, I think what's most encouraging for me is, you know, I don't I don't really care about the couple missed mid-range shots. Like we know he can do that. Uh we've seen him hit mid-rangers in the past. Um, but the three-point shot was the biggest question coming in, right? And to me, it looks good and fluid. Like both the ones that he hit kind of later in the game there uh were tough shots. Obviously, you mentioned the sort of the ISO step back late in the shot clock drains it from the top of the key but then the other one that the the sort of the sidestep that he did yeah that was really yeah. nice too um yeah. yeah so i mean i i've always thought his mechanics looked good it was just a question of like it going in and if he's added that you know at a even 38 percent clip that just sort of makes him so much more viable as like a point guard on a, like a highly competitive team yeah, for sure. And, you know, I think just mechanically wise, with her, I think the shot does look good. Um, I think something that we've seen just in terms of percentages and why he might be prone to kind of spurts on that is he does seem and I don't I don't know. I'm not obviously I'm not a shooting coach, but he, he shoot he jumped high 
on his shots a lot, right? And he seems to shoot hard a little bit. Yeah. Like a lot of his misses are like hard threes off the back iron coming back out. So, you know, if he can get that touch a little more kind of um, arc on that, maybe a little less elevation. I, I don't know. But tonight, you got to find like the balance because Jacob, I don't mm-hmm. know if you noticed, Jacob doesn't jump at all. Like yeah. <laughs> bunny hops uh, uh, off the ground. So, yeah, he had some um, bad misses too tonight. He just wasn't. And, you well, he didn't know, get got, to the corner, Josh. I, I was going to say, I, him for him it, work, too, but I didn't see any of those corner. threes from the right corner. Yep. No threes from the right corner. You know, Maybe you would have been three for three over there. Who knows? Yeah, you should probably be uh, Duke's next coach <laughs> when it goes sideways for Shire. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to I'm just gonna get season tickets and just whisper, right corner, right corner. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> He's just going to scowl at you. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I thought... Jacob obviously had a very rough offensive showing, but there was nothing that he did that I was that I thought was bad. It was just kind of like the shots didn't go in. I mean, I didn't I did notice how flat footed he was, but that's not always a bad thing. Um, like like she said, like a balance is good. You want to get maybe a little bit of elevation, but you know, Matt Jones barely got off the ground too. I was just gonna say that Matt Jones comp just continues to shine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Any other player takeaways? I mean, the only guy that really stood out other than that was I thought Blake's was really good during that mm-hmm. run that the blue team went on. He had a couple and ones. Um, looked like he could be just fine as kind of that third or fourth guard kind of coming in to stabilize things. Um, other than that, I mean, you know, it wasn't the best night for Mark Mitchell. wasn't the best night from Filipowski or Grandison. They didn't really look bad. They just we're making a ton of shots and in a game like this that's kind of going to be what dictates whether it was a good night for you um uh, mitchell was able to get to the rim yeah he just kind of uh, struggled to finish a little yeah, bit yeah didn't finish a couple layups there yeah in general i, I, I thought sorry go ahead you well i was just gonna i thought grandison did you know a, a good job of rebounding from you know for his size because he doesn't mm-hmm. look very big out there um no. and we've got a pretty big team i don't know if you guys noticed when when the Play. I should have mentioned earlier when the coaches came out. Uh, sorry to say this, Jay, Jay looked. Oh tiny. yeah, he's, yeah, he's tiny. <laughs> <laughs> I did not realize what it, what is his listed height. Do you know? I think he's like five eleven or like six. Yeah. I think that's what it's it probably my, yeah our size. But yeah. yeah, well, whatever he's listed at, he's probably an inch or two shorter than that because he was a, <laughs> a, a meal towered over him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But other than that, you know, I mean, blue team, obviously, like we just said, they kind of got really hot there and that was kind of the game. Um, they ended up winning it by 15, 41, 26. You know, it's a short scrimmage, so there's not a whole lot to really take away. And there's really no good ways to do these. You know, I kind of wanted to see the starters together, but then they're just going to run all over right. the place probably or they don't, which would be even way worse. <laughs> And so you can well, we don't even have two we bit. don't even have two starters so it's yeah. like yeah exactly you know, um, how much can you really take away from this particular circumstance and how bet much better do some of these other guys look playing at a better right. more natural position right you put flip at the 5 or you move Mitchell kind of a little bit further down so he's not asked to do some like creation you know because he didn't right. look super comfortable doing that but if he's in his role he could be great or it's like whitehead out there catching the spot up three rather than catchings or whatever, you know, yeah. just right. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. difference in spacing that could create. Yeah. One thing I did want to briefly come back to was the guard rotation. Cause you mentioned Blake's looking really solid. Um, I think more and more, I think that's going to be a real strength of ours this year. I'm really comfortable with the Roach Proctor 
Blake's Whitehead, if you want to consider Whitehead a guard, I kind of do. I, to me, he's like a two slash three. Um, but you know, you can so you can lump him in the Same front court. Or the back. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. To me, that's just that's the strength of our team. Where going in, I almost thought it was going to be big men. You know, if you'd asked me like four or five months ago. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, that's six playable guys right, right. in the backcourt that we can throw out there. Um, you know, and it does look like that maybe, maybe shoot is going to kind of be on the, at the end of that, at least initially. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, if he's, if he can hit shots and come in, then he gives us a look. And obviously this doesn't give us any indication of what the, the, um, kind of breakdown for minutes is going to be or how John likes to play and coach and what he's going to do. But yeah, definitely the the backcourt is looking pretty good. So that's that's nice. I think only like three or four. I think only three guys, maybe four guys, made threes. Um, and I think all of them were backcourt guys, right? Catchings obviously made the bank Catchings, one. Yeah, Roach hits three. Proctor hits the one at the top of the key. Looked good on that. Um, it's like Blake's would Blake's would like one. start at like Georgia Tech or something. Honestly, probably. You know what I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't probably, know if that's. Yeah. Overselling him, but he's a top hundred player. Yeah, it definitely is a sophomore, yeah. right? A sophomore, right. Or a, yeah. one of these other yeah. D one schools that you know aren't quite kind of recruiting. No, no, no I'm not saying level. he wouldn't have last year. He was pretty bad last year, right? But, but coming in this year, way better. Yeah, yeah. 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 Yep. And he had a great summer too. You know, mm-hmm. he played. Yeah, yeah. So one thing I and I don't know if we've mentioned it already. I think I said it off air, but the the free throw shooting as a team, um, I don't have the exact number. I, I jotted down most of them, but. I think we only missed maybe one or two free throws. Catchings missed the the one for the four point play, um, and Jacob missed one. I think that Mitchell might have missed one too. I think that's about it though. Yeah. I thought all their all their form looked good. Yeah, um, yeah. Like Proctor, who was somebody I was watching because that's the separator for him. Is how well can Proctor actually shoot it? Because we know he's got the handle and the feel. Mm-hmm. And so seeing his free throws kind of swish through the net like that was kind of encouraging. And the fact yeah. that he made it three. Yeah. 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 He looked, he just looked so comfortable. So that's obviously a great sign. Cause um, if he's, if he's going to shoot, like if he's going to post like 48, 38, 85 shooting splits, he's like a top 10 pick. Now, if he's more like 40, 30, you know, then he's like borderline in a first round. It's all about the shooting for me. Yeah, yeah, because everything else checks out. I mean, you right. can just see it; it just checks out. Um, but well, I, I guess you know that's kind of all we got, really. I mean, just wanted to get up a, a quick kind of reaction pod. The season's coming up, so we're we're pretty excited. Um, we have a, a little bit under a two week kind of delay here. I think we tip off again November second. We got our first exhibition against Fayetteville State, um, and then after that, it really kind of picks up. You know, it won't be long. We'll just be. Be rocking and rolling. Um, hopefully, we'll get a little bit of information out of the secret yeah, scrimmage. Yeah, hopefully, we'll too. get something from Houston about the Houston scrimmage and what that looks like. I know uh, we're going to have John Watson come on again in the next week or so. We'll do like an official season preview, um, talk a little bit about that, and kind of do some more prediction stuff and really kind of jump in and get into it. 18 and 0. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> running the tables, running the tables. You know, it's, Just it's a great time to be optimistic. Um, <laughs> But 
Uh, unless there's anything else from you all, I guess we can go ahead and kind of wrap up here. Any it's only 11 30. It's all good. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, uh, you know, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? But, uh, partying hard on Friday nights, boys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, in the meantime, you know, we had a lot of good, uh, interviews and guests over the summer. If you haven't checked those out, we've had, you know, Connor come on, Brennan March, um, Jay Lucas, you know, a lot of just great content. So if you haven't caught back up, if you're just ramping up for the season now, go check that stuff out. It'll hold you over for a little bit here until we get started. But, uh, you know, in the meantime, you can rate, review, subscribe, email us at the devil's pod at gmail.com. Check us out on the boards at the devil's den.com. Um, and we look forward to kind of, you know, ushering in Shire's first year. It's going to be, it's kind of cool for us because we, we started this thing last year. So that was Kay's final one. And now year two for us is year one for John. So, um, uh, pretty exciting times on this side, but, uh, you know, some things, some things will stay the same. So, uh, you know, in the, in the meantime, keep the faces strong in the verb high. Go do it.